Hello, everyone. This is the Non-Applicable Podcast. I'm Adam. I am Nick. And then we have our special friend, uh, our special friend, our special guest. Yes, special friend. <laughs> I think that's a good way to put it, right? We have a special <laughs> friend. Um, believe, I'm honored. <laughs> on, the, uh, on the notes, Nick, you put um, the ginger Ted. Yes. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. I don't, yeah. I don't know. See, I, I, I think back to myself of uh, one of my friends like in middle school and in high school who was uh, ginger. And, uh, you know, the, the, the jokes just kept on coming. It's important to separate us by name because you can't really tell us <laughs> apart. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you for specifying which one I am. I, I... True. No, we, we, we love you, Ted. Sorry. The other one, we don't want to get you, you two confused. Yeah. Right. No, that's... That's that, that, that's very true. Um, what was I going to say? I mean, Ted, Ted has a good uh, good time in front of him, even with COVID. Uh, I don't know, Ted, if you want to mention what you're going to be doing in life. Uh, yeah, this fall, uh, I actually got the email today of where um, what my room placement is. I'll be going off to Delaware Law. All right. Uh, yeah, Delaware Law School in Wilmington uh, as a as a one L. So. Ted, wow. Ted, you, uh, you, you, you're going to be that constitutionalist that I know you're going to be. Yeah, I'm. I consider myself like a uh, <laughs> like the the, the Constitution is scripture to me. <laughs> 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 Something unchanging. No, I'm. Uh, I'm. I am looking looking very much forward to it and uh, yeah. seeing seeing what's in my future. Ted, is that a portrait of Clarence Thomas on your wall? Uh, you know, <laughs> some may say that from this distance, but no, it's actually Eli Manning. Um, oh, okay. yeah, no, but I'm getting, uh, oh. yeah, I'm, I'm going to be getting a, a shipment of, um, Justice Scalia. Uh, I was just, okay. <laughs> Wait, of his, uh, of, of his ashes? A bust like a actually, like, like a oh. Roman. Yeah. I have all my wow. Greek statues up there. Uh, all my okay. statues of Greek gods. And the one that I'm missing is Justice Anthony Scalia. <laughs> you you can't right. forget him. You can't. No. Gosh. Right Zeus. I know. Um, I know. All right. All right. So, just so you got so to our listeners, uh, this is not going to be a normal episode. We're not really going to talk about the news or anything. It's, you know, pandemic. What what else? Yeah. Um, but today we're actually going to talk about um, somebody who Nick, Ted, and I uh, all looked up to. Um, uh, Michael Brooks, who um, he was the host of um, the Michael Brooks show, which you can find on YouTube. And um, he was also a contributor to the Majority Report with Sam Cedar, who, um, which is another um, really good political uh, show um, slash podcast uh, uh, that you can find on YouTube and Twitch. Um, so Michael, Michael uh, died on the 20th. Uh, due to a blood clot in his throat, uh, very suddenly he was 36, um, and uh, yeah, it was just very sudden and tragic, like very unexpected. Um, and we just wanted to do a little tribute show to him uh, because he's really, I think he's you know somewhat shaped all, all of our uh, political ideologies uh, to a certain extent. And also he, and also he was just a very entertaining, uh, funny commentator that I think we should, we need to pay tribute to. But before we get into like, you know, all of our opinions of, of Michael, I just wanted to play this clip that was made by uh, Ben Dixon, if you've ever watched him. 
Um, but just kind of, that's, um, it's a clip of Michael just kind of talking about, uh, um, like his vision of politics and, um, uh, and it's just something that I think we should all emulate. So let me play that. actually mean to be truly global to the extent we can, local, national, and international simultaneously, east, west, north, south, but from a place of actual growth and empathy. And this is where, again, this, this questions of consciousness come in, the questions of cultivating empathy, cultivating compassion, cultivating awareness, the complete antithesis of social media modes, long-term compassion, seeing complexity, comfort with oneself, solitude, the opposite of an instant gratification, the attempt to constantly humanize and not dehumanize your fellow humans. These are all completely countervailing forces to the market technologic that subsumes all of us today. Yeah, so, um, as you can tell, I mean, based upon that clip, um, you can tell uh, Michael Brooks was very focused on trying to bring like a more like humane uh, uh, cult culture to discussing politics and just kind of one that's subsumed by empathy and compassion instead of like the venom and vitriol that kind of occupies uh, like regular online discourse. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think that he was able um, to put forth a message that, you know, recognized that the struggle, um, <clears throat> the the struggle, <clears throat> sorry, the the struggle for um, the work, the rights of workers, um, not only extended to this country but also on an international scale, and you know, just being able to recognize the humanity in all of us and he came from a, a place that was grounded in such empathy and compassion it's it's something that i certainly look up to and um something that you don't really find very commonplace in terms of the uh the discussions that are being held you know the in terms of the uh the way that people on his platform uh, and people within like that level of discourse engaged with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, I definitely second that. And then even say like, you know, it just makes me think and know that like we can be better than like we are currently and really try to attain that level of empathy and caring for others. Um, and it makes me think of like two different things. One of, I remember, on like you know Bernie's campaign trail and I'm trying to recall if it was either him or it was Nina Turner but like you know one of them just sort of saying yeah like and, it, and it's really embodied in his slogan not me us but like you know that idea that like even if I don't know you I, I care about you as a human being right mm -hmm. and we really need to understand that um, to really 
move forward, I think, in our politics. And I, like, I think it's also just emboldened in every time that I've seen people post saying like, it's not political, like to, you know, like to have this stance, like it's, you know, like it, it's just about humanity. It's, you know, like it's just about caring about others. Um, and, and then it also just makes me think, I was just mentioning uh, like to my mom about like the slogan, like, um, like to serve your country and like that sort of like idea. And I, I think of myself that it's, it's totally backwards because why are we serving our country when our country doesn't serve us or why don't we try to serve humanity and care about others? And I, you know, I definitely agree that that's something that Michael strived for and he continued to do and really educated himself and educated so many others about, like, I'll just say like the globalist struggle for a greater world. Yeah. I mean, I, I know in the last episode, I kind of talked about, um, uh, kind of ha how much I don't like social media as like a, 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 a like a mode of discourse, like a platform for mm -hmm. political discourse because I don't think it's productive. And I think in Agreed. that, um, I think in that clip he definitely like emphasizes that because, and I and I think it really shows like a lesson that a lot of people specifically of our generation need have to learn about, like the usefulness of social media and the internet. Mm -hmm in political discourse because I think just uh, and he, what you know what he calls like the market techno logic um, of how like um, you know these like uh, online you know it, it incentivizes us to tear each other down and hate each other um, and it just kind of it you know it, and that's something that and that's a lesson that a lot of people in our generation need to internalize and understand is that like you know canceling youtubers and dunking on people is not political action that does not and it does not help anybody i mean it feels good in the short term but ultimately what you want to do is build compassion compassionate empathetic relationships with people in real life in order to really change yeah. the world. and it kind of reminds me of like um um anna kasparian who um is a who's an anchor on the Young Turks who Michael for the last pretty much only the last few months of his life he they, he did a um, a show every Saturday I think with her um, uh, uh, on the Jacobin Magazine YouTube channel and she kind of talked about how um, she noticed that uh, there was some episode episode of the Michael Brooks show where um, they were talking about this like video of some Karen like one of the, one of those like Karen videos where like they were freaking out in public and people were making fun of it, making fun of her. And Michael was like, okay, well, yeah, that's bad. Like she shouldn't have done whatever she did. I don't know what specifically the video was, but it, like, that's bad. He shouldn't have done that. But like, should a person be defined entirely by like their worst moment that was caught on video? Like, it, like there was real, like he just had this outlook where like, um, that a lot of people who do these internet shows don't have where it's like you need to look at things from a human angle and not just jump on the bandwagon and just spit vitriol everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I also think just going back a little bit to your point of like, sort of like what does it produce when like you cancel someone or like that like I almost want to parallel it to and I think we sort of mentioned this too in a previous episode of like you know the tearing down of statues and even I was re-listening to 
Michael's last show of the majority report. Um, and it, like, it, you know, it, it makes me know like that, yes, like we should be taking down these statues, right? But like that, like that's just like the icing on the cake. Like we need to like make sure that we actually get that foundation of, you know, really changing our like structure of like, you know, our government of, you know, society of how, you know, government functions and actually will serve people, you know, rather than just being like, well, we need to take down the statue of Christopher Columbus, hashtag canceled and we're done, like kind of thing. <laughs> and, you know, I, like, as you said, Adam, it's like, it's very true that he had, he had this very human angle when looking at things. And it's definitely something that I want to like emulate very much going forward um you know even for the like short time that i've like listened to him in some of a sense i you know i just know that you know he, he's someone that has impacted me and will continue to um and i like i know i'm still just going to be re-watching some of the stuff even that i've watched before like i have been over this past week but you know just yeah for sure he definitely he he def one of the things that we should definitely recognize is that he left behind a very large body of work. Mm -hmm. not, not saying that his work was anywhere near from done. In fact, I think that he mm -hmm. was just starting yeah. to get to that point uh, intellectually where he was really about to engage in some very um, deep and well thought out and much needed uh, questions. Um, but I, I definitely share that sentiment with you. I, I think that I'm going to be watching, rewatching a lot of his stuff uh, going forward. Um, and one of the, one of the things that he always used to say, say in terms of like having that humanistic perspective is um, I, I'm paraphrasing this, but it was somewhere along the lines of um, be harsh on the system, but um but kind to the individual. Yeah. Mm. No, that's very true. I mean, like, it even makes me think of, like, of, you know, when we look at people who many times we say are, like, our political enemies, and when we try to, what we need to try to do is understand their humanity and, like, you know, and what they need and how they got to the place that they're in. Um, and I mean, it makes me think of how Adam, you and I just watched the movie American History X, and I think that it like it perfectly parallels that like idea of looking at the system that brought um, the individuals to become who they were. Um, and for those of you who haven't seen that film, uh, it's basically about like neo Nazis, and you know it like it just it just shows of how like you know those people have like ha like they have the reason to be outraged like it's just like you know like the same thing that i would say to like someone who voted for trump like i like i you know i want to understand the reason of why you're outraged and i want to see how i can actually help you rather than continuing to outrage against other human beings but outrage against the system and how we you know fund things how we support people um or really of how i know michael would you know definitely say of how we just uh go overseas and to whatever country we want knock on their doors say hi political leader we're gonna take you away like you know and and foreign policy with the u.s it like it's not I, like, as, as I would say, and I'm sure, like, you know, I've heard Michael say similar things, like, U.S. foreign policy is not, like, you know, 
be kind to other people. It's what can we do for ourselves? Now, which is a terrible outlook. Go on. Michael's biggest strength is his knowledge of international politics. Like, there's this mm -hmm. great tweet that I saw where it was like, it said that um, Michael knew, knew more about the politics of like Ecuador than, than, than like the top CNN contributor knows about US politics. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, it did, like he really had a great understanding of like US imperialism and um, and on the other end, he also had had a great understanding of like, you know, being angry at individuals can only get you so far in that like the left needs to understand how to, um, you know, you know, build broader coalitions and be kind and compassionate to one another instead of being sectarian and uh, hating each other because that only leads to, it doesn't lead to social progress. Yeah, for sure. Actually, you know, his, 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 his knowledge of um, international politics is what really um, got me in, uh, engrossed in his content. Uh, the first time I, I remember watching him was he did um, some sort of piece with the, some piece with the majority report on um, the failure of the Socialist Party in Greece. And I was, I, you know, myself uh, coming from um, Greek family, it, it really shocked me that someone, uh, you know, who's living in, uh, in, in Brooklyn would really have that much knowledge on uh, international politics. And that's kind of what, um, what, what's piqued my interest going forward was just his incredible knowledge on all aspects of international law, um, culture, um, politics. Like this is this is a guy who interviewed a former president of Brazil, Lula, who was fall who was um, unjustly imprisoned at the hand of uh, of another regime. And you know, it's it's again, it's something that just adds to the fact of how engrossed he was in. Um, contributing to um, a narrative that encompasses people from all over the world and not just from our country. Yeah, I, and it reminds me of I was like shocked, but then also like, like it just reaffirmed me of how much of a like global outreach that Michael has. But like, you know, after his passing, I, I remember seeing like some screenshots people took of like that he was trending in Brazil on Twitter. Like, you know, at, and it's, you know, it's just wild to think, like, from, like, an American perspective of, like, people, like, uh, people in other countries and, like, you know, what they care about, like, what things go on, right? Because I think that we have such a view, generally, of being so individualistic and so just, like, America's number one. Like, not, not like that I have that, like, perspective, like, America's the greatest country in the world, because... By far, like I do, I do not think that. But I still think that as a society, we still like get somewhat indoctrinated in that just like very self-absorbed kind of idea that like even even without generally thinking it, it's just like yeah, I'm just caring about like my like domestic politics and like what's what's going on here. And then like you know, oh, I learn in school about like what ha what's been happening in the Middle East, or oh, I learn in school of like what we did like in Africa and like maybe what's happening now, or, you know. And, but but we don't like consistently take the time 
to like understand what's still going on and what struggles still occur. And like, I, you know, we, we can all agree, like Michael was someone who did that and like really brought the information to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think another thing um, that I really liked about Michael, that um, if you watch the, the majority report stream about uh, that, his memorial stream, his sister went on and talked about how, um, unlike a lot of other leftists, like Michael wasn't afraid to be like spiritual. Mm-hmm. He had this great quote about, that's a kind of convoluted quote. So uh, forgive me. Re- re- Michael believed that you needed to learn to separate yourself from things that separate you from yourself. And, and like, I think, because I think like in like leftist politics, a lot of the time we're so focused on systems and other people again in that online mode where you get very angry about things um that there, there's very little time focused upon like self-actualization and mm-hmm. making sure that what you're doing is fulfilling yeah there, there definitely seems in in leftist discourse there seems to be this disdain for those who are interested in um, exploring spirituality and um, and you know people who are involved in religion and other other facets of um, of that and that was you know that that's something that was very eye-opening to me you know I, I, I never knew that um how how spiritual he was until it's until his passing and you know going back and looking at his videos it, it's definitely uh something that i can appreciate and uh became it became apparent to me that he really he really took that to heart and it just for it go further explains you know um why he was so um engrossed in um coming coming from having his arguments coming from um places that are rooted in empathy and um and and a humanist perspective you know you know i can i can agree with that um then also to sort of add because i i would assume many of our like listeners don't like either like listen to michael or listen to the majority report but like you know, to say that, um, like on the majority report, like he really was like a pillar of that show. And I, I think one of the, um, like one of my favorite moments from, uh, there was like a live stream that they did, um, the day after he passed. And one thing, and I'm trying to remember who said it, but, um, had said to Sam that like, they felt like, that Sam and Michael brought out the best in each other. And then as well, like Sam went on to say of how like, you know, he felt like that Michael was like a brother to him. And it, you know, it, it, it just really like brought together for me that like feeling after having watched the majority report for like years of, of how like close they were. And like, you could see it when watching, right. But like, you know, it's, it's great to know, like, other people, like, know this, and great to see that, like, that, that, like, camaraderie is there, and just great to see that raw emotion to, like, remind you that, like, you know, other people matter, and that you need to make sure that they know that, 
and you know that and like you know to like live your life like with that sort of purpose and like that's something that like i i want to like you know continue to do in that sense and like you know expand of like how i do it um you know because that like after this like you know we all can like agree like this was a shocking like death like out of nowhere and i don't know just it, it reinvigorates me to like be better and to like continue things that i'm doing and like expand the things that i'm doing I don't know. um all right so um I, <clears throat> go, are, do you guys want to move on to the videos yeah. Yeah. Feel free. Yeah, I, I think that's something that we haven't really shed as much light on. Was that, just that's true. Was just how funny, how funny he was. Yeah. You know? yeah. In addition to being like a real compassionate human being, he mm -hmm. was also like a really good like political comedian. Yeah. Um, and the big thing, the big thing that was always so funny he could do were the, these impressions, mm -hmm. uh, and they would always be like these very like specific um scenarios where he would do these impressions so the, the first one you, you have to listen to it because it's just so ridiculous so the first one we'll show we're going to show you is he did this character called nation of islam obama where it's basically like what like right-wingers think obama is <laughs> um like he, you know just 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 imagine, like, you know, Rick Santorum, George Bush, um, Dick Cheney, like, you know, seeing this man, Barack Hussein Obama, like, just about to be stepping into the White House or, like, in the White House, and they know, Adam, Sharia law is coming down. Yes. Yeah, so it's basically Obama as, like, a member of the Nation of Islam. All right, so let me play that. Some people think that we only need to uh, target suicide bombings at chance. Other people think that Sunnis who aren't on the righteous path should be a victim of suicide bombings as well. But look, we can all agree that we need to have more suicide bombings. We can all get together behind a common goal of restoring the caliphate. And if we don't <laughs> each other, then the infidels and the great Satan are going to beat us. To take a pause uh, and think more about our commonalities. Aloha. How you doing, devils? This is Barack Hussein Obama. I just wanted to call and congratulate uh, uh, Michael Brooks, uh, Michael Jamal Brooks, Matlack, Sam Funk, Sam Grisham, class, your first 1,000 patrons on patreon i knew that investing in you devils was the right call there is a place that you can find for yourselves in the new nubian metal we're constructing just as long as you remember your rightful position all right so that was nation of uh, Obama. Be beautiful just beautiful um, and then okay another impression that he does is that he did was right-wing nelson mandela <laughs> oh god the, the the love adam do you, do you know the origin of this i don't know the origin no so some of the origin had to deal with like i like i i remember hearing like michael say this it was like 
he, he was saying it was either like right after like the death of Nelson Mandela or whatever, and you know like dealt with of something to do with like Rick Santorum. I'm trying to I'm trying Rick to exactly Santorum. I think on. he was on CNN. Yes. Or one of one of the major networks, and he was he was talking about how um, even Nelson Man so, something about Nelson Mandela. I yeah. I, for, I forget. Like, what even the, Nelson Mandela felt like that this shouldn't have happened. Like right. like let's say like a, a a leftist you know thing got passed, like something with healthcare or something. Oh, it was Obamacare, right? wasn't it? Okay, it was. Yeah, yeah even I, even I uh, even Nelson Mandela <laughs> would have opposed Obamacare. <laughs> Right. So then that's why it, like this came out of like Michael. It's yeah. beautiful. So, so here, here's a, a minute or two of right wing Mandela. A couple years ago, more relevant than the real proper founding of right wing Mandela, we heard a clip of Rick Santorum claim yeah. that fighting Obamacare was the moral equivalent of what Mandela was doing in fighting apartheid. And I sat there <laughs> and I thought, he's quite the lie. And ever since then, it's been a character. Santorum, fine. Wait, pause. Can you pause? Wait, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just like dead, like laughing of like imagining that like fighting Obamacare is the same thing as ending apartheid. Listen, we gotta fight for everyone's freedoms, okay? <laughs> all right, go ahead, Adam. Of all of the injustices in the world, that could remind me of the struggle against apartheid. The delivery of healthcare through a private market mechanism. None would face the same level of injustice and tyranny that Americans face by having an inconvenient website so that they are covered in a catastrophic situation. You should fight this. Put Sam. Yeah, so there. Oh, it's one of many examples of right wing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then the final one. Hopefully, anyone who is listening to this knows who Chris Matthews is. Um, th th this is this is one of his, I guess, less famous ones, but it's Nick, Nick, and, I, I, Nick and I's favorites. Yeah, like well, Adam and I would a lot of the times pretend to be Michael Brooks impersonating Chris Matthews. Um, which I do, I'll, I'll pretend to like do this impression, but like Michael is beautiful with this. Um, and then the one other thing to mention, I think Adam, we can put um, the uh, the links to these videos of like his impressions yeah. um, in our um, in our like uh, podcast notes or you know mm -hmm. description, whatever. But um, but you know, definitely like this is also just something Michael, you know, was very much known for. And there's like countless other impressions. He does a great Ben Carson pretending to like be asleep. Yeah. Right. The, he... the intellectual pillar that is Jordan <laughs> Peterson. Yes, yes. Um, and we have my one of my, our our favorites. We were joking with Ted about this one before. Sebastian Gorka. His Gorka who, impression yes. is so on point. And, and and mind you, Gorka was part of the Trump administration. Then Still is. He was, was just... fired. No, no, no. He was fired or he left and now he's back. Yes. Yeah. Um the yeah. alpha the alpha males are back they are they are <laughs> all right so michael did all those a, a, a bunch of uh um uh impressions of like right wing figures and then and then if you don't know who chris matthews is he's he he wasn't well i guess he was an msnbc uh anchor yes until he, until he 
Um, I'm pretty sure there were sexual assault allegations that they kind of mm-hmm. they, they just kicked him off, and it was really unexpected. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so and he's, he, and he's just really obnoxious. So he it, is. He, he's also a bit older, so, you know. He's he's older. Gotta, yeah. It was a different time, those allegations. Right, right. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, so here's, here's Michael's impression of Chris Matthews. What's the over and under that this just evolves through Chris Matthews impression contest? Chris Matthews, though, you can go back. He's one of these like, you know, you don't know he's a great, but you know, George Bush, he's in the cowboy boots. Oh, yeah, he yeah, is yeah, who yeah, he yeah. is. Yes. And Al Gore is always, you know, one month it's technology. Now he's a friend of the workers. Who is he? And Matthews has this like little like look on his face, like a little bunny. And he's just like, oh my God, I'm thinking something. I'm thinking something. Look at it. Look at this right there. I'm thinking something. I'm thinking something. I should say it, but I want to say it. But I'm on MSNBC. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Oh my God! What am I going to do? Tulsi Gabbard, raises. Actually, he was enormously well behaved. I have to say, by his standards, you could very easily see like a, him becoming a. Why don't people vote for fucking Tulsi Gabbard? Jesus Christ! The pure sheer human beauty. Remember <laughs> when he got caught on tape, uh, hot mic, talking about how hot Melania was? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, oh gosh, Chris Matthews. You, you know, you know, my my name is Chris Matthews, and I'm on MSNBC, and you know, I I, I gotta say, Bobby Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy, Bobby and Kennedy. oh my my the, my great friend, I work for Tip O'Neill, Speaker Tip O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> so we encourage all of you to to look up Michael Brooks impressions, and you'll find countless uh, well, not not only impressions, but like also his actual like content. I mean, that is actual content and it's mm-hmm. glorious, but like, you know, but yes. Oh my gosh, we totally forgot about his Dave Rubin impression. Oh, the Dave Rubin. I should, was should, should you pull <laughs> it was, pull that uh, one up, Adam. I, I, uh, I think that that's also worth it to be honest. There there yeah, so it is. So anyone listening, Dave Rubin is another like white right wing ghoul who's like Well a, and he yeah, and he left wing person. And he then, he yeah. used to be. He used to be on TYT, and then he left. Saying like he, he has this whole like idea that like he I'm the ideas. new center. I'm the new center in ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I had to take a break from all these ideas. Then. <laughs> well, 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 Michael. Michael says the most perfect one. Go 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 on, Adam. Play the. You know what Dave Rubin sounds like. <laughs> Oh my God! It 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 sounds like him. It's like a good one. It's going. Here it is. Uh, yo, uh, Dave needs to stop plagiarizing my impersonation of him. Right. I'm putting Dave Rubin on notice to stop stealing my impression of him for his talking points. It really is like it's blatant. It's incredible. He's completely stealing your shtick. All he does is do my shtick as himself. Stealing your shtick. At least do your own shtick, not right. an impersonation of your shtick. Get your own personhood. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Crazy. Become your own person. Don't just do the person that I'm making fun of you being. You know, my thing, and I always go like, well, I mean, ideas. Uh, 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 yeah, but um, I'm interested in ideas. So, so fun yeah, the way you build bridges is you have uh, Tommy Robinson on. You go like, really, the Muslims have their own quarter of the city? And why won't the far left let you just be and let why you live a little bit, Tommy? Understand. They don't want you to talk about the brain. They don't want you to be part of this new center we're building. There's this the new center. Where people talk about terrorizing migrants off the coast of, coast of the Aegean. 
How do you say it? Achieve. That's a fun. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Here, I think it's this next one that he says. Like, okay. My my brain. I'm I'm trying to remember. Go come on. It's, it's fun. This is the marketplace of ideas. Yeah, marketplace of ideas. Dave, Dave. Like you can go do your thing and you can uh, you know be a bad man and an idiot for the worst interests in the world from corporations to oligarchy to racism it's and not, we can make fun of you. It's not personal. We're just scrutinizing yeah, ideas. It's not personal. I'm just, I mean, I'm just really interested in the ideas. Alright, that's a really disturbing uh, uh, freeze frame there. Let's keep pointing. Okay. Yeah. There, so. there, there's one though, I think my favorite of that like, of him having doing Dave Rubin uh, was him doing like you know, my you know, my, my brain is tired from all the all the big ideas that I'm getting in there. I had to go on a ten day vacation just to just to <laughs> synthesize all these ideas that I've been experiencing. Oh god! Oh god! Okay, okay. Re- regardless, taking apart, making fun of people. Let's also remember being nice to the individual, except for Dave Rubin. No, except I, Dave Rubin. Okay. Yeah, except for no. But like, yeah. go on, Adam. Um. Oh yeah. Okay. So we want to. Yeah. So um, I guess we, you guys want to talk about like how you. I don't know. So, so I think I think for the second part of this episode, we wanted to kind of get into like, I, I think this whole um, discussion of Michael Brooks kind of, well, would fit well into into a discussion of um, if if we each kind of went over like our own. Like political, like our own political socialization, and how mm-hmm. Michael Brooks fit into that, in addition to other people. Um, so yeah, if you, if you, if either of you guys want to like um, kind of talk about how Michael Brooks affected your political outlook, mm-hmm. kind of sure, going- I I can I can give that a go. Um, so where do I start? So I guess I would consider myself to be like a Fox News baby. Um, I, growing up, I was always, um, I was always drenched in, you know, whatever was playing on Fox news. Cause that's just what my, my dad would watch in the living room every morning and every afternoon and every time before bed. And, um, I'd always grown up hearing about like the war on terror. And I'm like, what, what does that even mean? Like, are we fighting, like, <laughs> are we fighting like the, the entire, like the, the emotion of terror? Or, like, Ted, 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 Ted. Uh, we're uh, fighting the uh, infidels. Right. The Sharia law. Sharia law. Um, and just, just moving on to that. Like I, I never really, um, became, uh, open to left-wing ideas until, um, the end of high school where, you know, I, I (laughs) was kind of like, well, maybe like the other side has a little bit better idea of what's going on. And, uh, you know, eventually through my own, uh, research that I did, I, I gradually made the process of, uh, moving on from being an asshole to, um, uh, you know, re- caring about other people, I guess you what? could say. What, what did you say? Wing asshole. True. Yes. I'm kidding. Um, You're great. And all I, I, I would be remiss if uh, I didn't credit shows that I least listened to, like uh, Secular Talk, the David Pakman show, um, and uh, and the Majority Report, of course. Like I. I don't think it would be possible um, for me to um, 
transition to those ideas. Um, the high, the high uh, level ideas. Without them, strictly because you know they made it in a format that was um, palpable and that you know uh, everybody could everybody could understand and listen to, um, and a large part of that uh, wouldn't be without. Um, Michael Brooks and everything that he had to contribute to the discourse. Um, I kind of touched on it already, but the first time that I really started to get into his content was his analysis of uh, the failures of the Socialist Party in Greece, which at uh, which at the time uh, fell to the uh, the rival Conservative Party. Um, and that really helped put into focus and, and of like his message and really spoke to me of how, you know, we, we, yes, we, we have problems here in our own country that we should address, but um, it shouldn't take away from the, from our focus of, you know, workers' rights for people all over the world and the struggle for, um, democratic socialism on an international scale. Um, and yeah, just, just going forward with that, I, I, I think that he left behind um, a message and a focus that um, everybody should take to heart that, you know, even, um, even his most, um, his most critical rivals could, at least have an understanding of where he came from. And um, I, we, were, we were talking about this before we started recording, but um, the impact that he left on the community was just so large because in a lot of ways, Michael Brooks was a big fish in a very small pond. Um, the the, the left-wing um, YouTubers and the internet community isn't, that big um just in terms of uh scope and influence and um for someone that was really was really starting to hit some really good points about how to um how to shape our current world and uh fix fix the structures that are put in place um it it just it wouldn't be possible without him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree with you there. Uh, do you want me to go, Adam, or do you want to go? I'll go. Um, so yeah, of I mean, I, one thing before I'll even just like start on my like, say like political journey per se is yeah, like Michael d definitely there's a large hole that is left without him, um, and I think you know people are going to do the, the best that they can to carry the mantle, but like. It's also so hard to like think of it of the man was 36 about to be 37 and he like he definitely had so much more in life that you could tell he was going forward with to try to accomplish like it was just like two years ago or so that he started the Michael Brooks show and he's been on the majority report for like almost a decade I think yeah and, and, and this year, you know he interviewed yeah. like like you said <clears throat> he interviewed Lula da Silva and uh, like Noam Chomsky and yep. Cornell West. Like he's, mm -hmm. he's interviewed Richard Wolf. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like he, he's had so many different people who are 
you would say like giants and pillars of like the left that he's been able to like interview in a sense. And, it, you know, it's, I don't know, it, it, it was great to see his growth, like while, you know, he's been on this earth in a sense. Um, but my own sort of political upbringing and stuff, um, I would say like similar to Ted, but like not. Um, I, I don't think that I ever really did watch Fox News uh, thank God. Um, but I, like my, uh, my, my family, my dad very much when I was younger, sort of, I'll use the term brainwashed, but like, you know, just like, you know, brought me into that idea of like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Um, you need to work hard, um, like conservatism, um, like, you know, be religious, be Catholic, um, you know, sort of idea. Um, and it wasn't, and it wasn't like totally, totally like pushed and enforced, but like, it, like it was, it was always there and it was always like, what was the norm to me and what I saw as the norm a lot of the time. Um, and I think to myself that like, you know, from that, I remember like, you know, at an early age, like, you know, like in 2008, that I remember like cheering on for John McCain, um, you know, the, uh, the, the lovely, the lovely man. Uh, <laughs> um, and, you know, I, you know, and I even think to myself, I remember like back then that, you know, like I, 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 like I, I thought that was the way to go. And I thought like, yeah, economics, like we need to cut taxes and let people keep more of their money so it can trickle down. And the like, government's a business, really. you know? Yeah, <laughs> it, it totally is. Um, but from that, I remember, I, like, I think even like, sort of feeling that like my mom was sort of like in disagreement with that in part. Um, and, you know, I ended up, I'm trying to remember of like when I started listening to it, but I started listening to John Stewart and he's the first one at least that got me into that like framework of like, all right, you know what? I, I kind of like being a liberal. Like I, I, you know, I think that like, this is the way to go. It's like a way to be nicer to humanity. And like, why can't we let, you know, like, gay people get married, right? Um, but then, like, you know, from that, um, and John Stewart has its own faults, but I still enjoy listening to him from time to time. But it, like, it honestly, for me, wasn't until I listened to the Majority Report, um, you know, in, like, the early, like, mid, you know, like, 2010s, that I, I, I finally found something that, like, changed my political perspective and got me to be further to the left and got me to really enjoy politics and understand it and want to learn more. Um, I, like as Ted said, I, I think it's very true of how the majority report did a great job and like continues to, to have things in like a good, like I'll say like bite-sized fashion or like something that's like very, you know, like easy content to like watch, but it's also very informative. And I, you know, I think that that's what I love the most about it. And as, as I could always see and like continue to see it even now, the, uh, the host of it, Sam Cedar, like I, I, I love Sam, but as jokingly, um, another like, you know, contributor on the show, uh, Jamie, um, said like, you know, Sam, uh, can be a boomer lib sometimes. And, you know, it's it, like, it, it's true. And I, I think to myself that like Michael was one of those people that like kept Sam to the left and like pushed him 
in ways and like you could see that on the show and you can see like you know from the like loads and loads of content and times that like you know michael was the host or you know was just on like that you know michael brought like a better perspective or like just you know brought things into like a more internationalist globalist perspective which was like great to see um and I mean, you know, it's like, it, it, it's just hard to understate for me of how much that I think to myself that like the majority report and like, you know, others like, yes, I've listened to Kyle Kalinske with Secular Tar Talk. Um, yes, I've listened to like, I'm, I'm listing off things like uh, the uh, Rational National, David Dole, uh, Mike Figuero, I think, uh, with uh, the Humanist Report, David Pakman, uh, who funny enough is the one who introduced Sam Cedar to Michael Brooks. Um, you know, but I like I just keep coming back to the majority report and like a, a lot of it is just because of Michael and a lot of it's because of Sam, but like, like just Michael just was that like pillar and like, you know, kept on bringing humor, kept bringing a certain kind of intellect. Um, and, you know, from the various like live streams or videos that like I've seen either like Chapo Trap House, the majority report, the Michael Brooks show, um, you know, Ben Dixon, Nomiki Kant, like all of them do, like you could just see of how much that they knew, like Michael worked hard, he cared about others, and like he just kept bringing his best every day, and like, like it's just so hard to like fill that void, um, and you know, it, like as I'm saying, like, it's, it's weird to think the Michael Brooks show has only been on for two years, but it definitely has gotten a lot of success. But even regardless of that, you could just see with the countless number of people that he's touched, um, that, like, he's really had an impact within, like, everyone on the left, like, j just about everyone, like, there were, like, 15 to 20,000 people watching a live stream from noon to four, like, because of his death. On a, Tuesday. on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday, <laughs> on a Tuesday. and yeah. you know, uh, the, the former president Lula of, of Brazil tweeted, like sending his like condolences and sympathies to Michael, his fam, like or to Michael's family and his friends. He got, he got 55,000 likes, wow. I, you know, and, and like, you know, the, the people in the majority report kept on bringing that up. And we're like just joking about it of how like you know like michael michael would be laughing right now like that that's happening and like in it it's so true and i don't know it's just it's just so weird to think of the majority report without michael now and it's just i don't know it's just hard like i you know we we were all talking of how we each sort of had our own like just like sad hour per se or just like you know just time where we needed to like think back and reflect on what he's done and just you know just like it it's just hard and it like it and it makes me think of how even though like so many people did not know him personally like at like you know in real life whatnot or maybe they like saw him once doing a live show or randomly saw him in a protest or something Right. But like there's this there's such an interesting sort of like parasocial relationship that like builds with someone that you watch on YouTube or like stream on Twitch or whatnot. And you just feel so connected to them in a way that like is different than in real life. And that like 
like to, to me thinking of it, it's just like so weird coming to terms with it. Like when I've never, I've never known him. I like, I, I was lucky enough to have called in to the show and have gotten to sort of like talk to Michael and like had him make a comment. And I think that that's something that I'm like looking back on now and like trying to like take what he said and like, yeah, I know. I, I definitely want to find it and like clip it. Um, and you know, like w one of the things uh, was, you know, during the primary, I called in and I mentioned of how I was, uh, you know, making like, I'll, I'll say making fun of, but like, uh, you know, I was just like joking around slash like talking to like Yang supporters and like saying like, you know, why are you, you know, like for UBI, like, like, you know, I agree with UBI, but you have to understand that like this is tearing down the sort of social safety net system that we're supposed to like have in our country in certain ways. Um, and, you know, like, I forget exactly, you know, things that I said on the show, but then it was just interesting, like, you know, Sam and Jamie, like, it, like, joked about it. They also, like, laughed at, like, our name of our podcast, not like that they've, like, listened to it. Because, um, you know, Adam, what, we got, like, 10 listeners on our last one, right? I think. Well, we, should pretend, we should just pretend that, like, that one of them had listened to it. Yes, exactly. So they did, yeah. but um, there is a mathematical over, possibility. Yeah, there is. But um, re regardless, uh, yeah, Michael had um, he he had said like mentioned like so. What do you like? What what do you, what do you think you're getting from that? Or like you know what do you like you know what's your goal with that? And I was like, you know, like that. That's a good point. I I don't know. I'm just like, you know, in college, it's like during break, I've just been on Reddit and doing things. But like, it is true to like, think to yourself, and especially like, you know, seeing him die so young, that like, I like, I just want to make sure that I'm living my life with purpose. And, you know, like, it's fine to like, have a day where it's like, all right, I wake up, I just like, you know, do my stuff, and then like, go to bed. But like, you know, like, yeah, you need your time to, like, also just recharge for yourself, but, like, that's also purpose, like, recharging for a purpose, like, and then what's your purpose for the next day after you've, like, recharged or giving yourself your me time or something, like, what's your purpose? Are you going out there as, like, I, like, I know Michael would definitely try to and be more humane to people and, like, fight for, you know, a better world, or are you just going to go out there and like live your life and be self-absorbed in this capitalist system? And for me, I hope it's not the latter, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I don't know. It's yeah. Okay. So according to our analytics, we've had at least one listener for, from Brooklyn. Hey, what, 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 what episode is that? Um, no, it's just in general. In total. <laughs> God, if we could find out, Cause, cause, cause what if that was, I had Sam Sear on my podcast. <laughs> oh my God. No, the, the, the reason why I asked that is just because they did, I, I did appreciate that. Like I mentioned, like, yeah, we're called non-applicable, um, you know, like we're like leftists and like, you know, we, we say that like we're non-applicable cause like nobody cares uh, cause we're leftists and then also cause we're college students. And I remember like them all like sort of like laughing at that. Like, that's funny. Remember Jamie, um, Jamie was like, "Yeah, stay with, yeah, stay with, yeah, keep that narrative, man. Keep the narrative." <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I know. And no, 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 no. I, th I think it was Sam who also said, "Like, keep, uh, stay with the critique." It was stay with the critique. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Yeah, it, it really is kind of like funny, but um, you know, I, I don't know. Sorry, go, going back of like my political upbringing. Yeah, like I, 
as I said, like, you know, John Stewart at first informed. And then I, I got to a point of like, you know, into the internet spheres and YouTube, which I continue and continue and continue to watch. And like the majority report was definitely like the show for me that I like have always come back to. Um, I've watched the Michael Brooks show somewhat, um, but I wouldn't say that I like, you know, truthfully, like I wouldn't say that it was something that I continued to listen to. I would listen to here and again, but I, I can definitely say after his passing, it makes me know that like, you know, a show like The Majority Report, it can be great domestically a lot of the time. And it's great when Michael is on there and like talking about international politics, but it makes me know that like, we need to be greater than just like looking at things here in the US and like look at things abroad too and look at the struggles that are happening and like stand alongside, do something, I don't know. It, re it was really weird because like I, um, like the day, the day that it came out that he died, yeah. Some, I, haven't, I haven't I hadn't watched like a lot of much of his show in a while, and then I was yeah. like maybe I should watch one or two of these episodes, but like it like before the news came out, like it was just weird. Like I just felt yeah. like the the need to watch it, and then I noticed like in the comments, people were like, were like does anybody know why they ended the majority report so suddenly today?" And it's like, "Oh, I hope Michael's okay." Yeah. And then you texted me frantically, like yep. now like an hour, I think it was actually like maybe 10 minutes after I stopped watching the video. Mm, like, yeah. You're like, I, I had, holy shit, Michael Brooks is dead. I know. I, like, I had just, I like, I had just been scrolling through Instagram and I, I think at first, like I saw a picture of Michael, but like, I didn't look at like, you know, what the, you know, what was said below. And then I saw another one. And I'm like, huh, like, what was this about? And then I saw, I'm like, what? He's, he's dead. And just like it really didn't shot. feel real. It didn't no, it feel didn't. real. Some, Even some of the callers were saying that too. Just like it, like I, it first hit, and then like I just, I, I, I just couldn't comprehend. Like that, that, that happened. Even the next morning, it still, it felt like yeah. I was walking out of a bad dream. You know, oh. I, it was. Um, it was, was Matt. It, it, Matt it was Matt who said there yeah. was that five seconds of like momentary bliss where I was just like, oh, everything's okay. And then it, you know, you start oh, coming to and everything just like hit you again with a ton of bricks. Um, yeah. And I feel, I still think it's going to take some time to yeah. process exactly, you know, what his impact had, means to all of us. Um, yeah. And that just speaks to more of like, of like what a great person he was. Mm -hmm. Like what a what a fantastic pure human being that he was. And he, it's just he was just yeah. It's so tragic. It's a very tragic loss. No, I agree. Nick, was there anything more you wanted to get into with your political upbringing? Um, I mean, the only other thing that I'll add is like just as a generalization again, like, you know, it's just like, all right, at first I was like, yeah, right wing stuff, like, you know, like pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And then it's like, oh wait, like, all right, Obama's cool. And then it's just kind of like come like the end of like, uh, definitely a lot more like mid to end of high school that I like started becoming more and more like, you know what, like democratic socialism, like this is cool. Like, th like this is what like I, you know, I can dig with and strive for. And then I've continued to, in some ways, move further to the left than, in th than that. Um, and, you know, like definitely, you know, a, a big, 
big reason why Michael majority report, you know, and as we're saying, like, you know, I, I like n- none of us can state it enough just of how, how sad, how tragic, how shocking and just how much that he meant to, you know, like to people like to hear, like, I, 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 I don't think that you mentioned it on the stream Ted, but like during the live stream, they let people call in, which is what they normally do during the show. And there were almost 200 people who were like, who were dialed in. Patiently like, waiting. Yes. And I thought, I thought of calling in. Like I thought I was like, maybe I, w-. and then I'm like, you know, no, like I don't, there, there are other people that I think like deserve to call in more than me. And like, it was great to hear like Ronald Reagan. It was, you know, great to hear. I, I'm trying to remember some of the people who called in. Like him, I remember. In Mindy from like, Pennsylvania. Mi- like, oh, Mindy. Oh, my. I can just imagine Sam saying, Mindy. But yeah. like this time was like, no. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's just, it hits and it, it hurts. Does. It does. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, but Adam, tell us of your political upbringing. My political upbringing. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Well, it did. It, I'm, I was not raised in a similar way to you two. Yeah. Um, in that uh, uh, I grew up in a m- more liberal with a capital L household, mm-hmm. like CNN, MSNBC on all the time. Mm-hmm. My dad worked mm-hmm. from home, so we had TV on all the time. Well, well, mind you, my my parents did listen to NBC. Like, I I find it weird that my dad. I don't know. Go on. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. Um, yeah. So that was on all the time. I I before. I mean, I think before I got to like. I I think I only started having like political opinions. Uh, maybe about halfway through middle school, like maybe mm-hmm. eighth grade. Um, and because before that, I didn't really have any, like my only real like uh, understanding of politics was like George Bush is bad um, and Obama is good. Um, mm. and then it was kind of weird because um, when I got to like eighth grade, I kind of had this weird like reverse, um, this like rever- this kind of like reverse rebellion stage where I kind of got more conservative. Like, like, like neither of my parents that really would really know about it because I didn't. I would never never really want to talk about politics anyway. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. I had the. It, it was kind of like I was. In, I think I. It was because I was involved in like youth, my youth group or whatever or. I, I went to like CCD and or something and I became like really uh, I, I kind of went into this like existential crisis about about like whether or not God exists and I really really wanted God to exist again with this again with like this whole spirituality thing so God's I, not dead yeah he's surely alive really alive <laughs> yeah so I it is really embarrassing I started listening to Christian apologists <laughs> Ooh. Who, um, like what you like Nick and I were talking about before, the, yeah, before this because Nick, Nick likes to torture himself and watch Catholic. I, 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 I've, I've been, I've been dabbling watching that. Um, and I've, I've always had time. Like I've still listened to Nick Fuentes, um, just to like oh, hear the stupidity no. of it. It really, no, it's really, it's. I don't know. I do torture myself. Um, also, I'll mention this. Like, I, 
I, I think honestly, like with this discussion of uh, political upbringings, I definitely want to go more into this with you, Adam. Um, thinking of just like this, like, you know, with surface level. But the one other thing I will add is that I did have like a semi-libertarian-ish itch and feeling. Uh, mm -hmm. And I will say the majority report helped me make sure that like, no, 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 no. Um, but yes, your Christian apologetics. Yeah, so if you don't know what Christian apologetics is, it's basically like Christians who, who use facts and logic to um, prove that God exists. Like they're like philosophers. And it's very interesting because that's, that's actually where I first heard the name Sam Harris. No, a known atheist? Yeah. Well, certain, certain circles do like Sam Harris. Right. Because these Christian apologists, would, they hated Sam Harris and they debated Sam Harris because he was anti oh. Okay. Because this was about probably around 2011, 2012. So this was like when the whole new atheism kick with Richard Dawkins and people like that were really sure. hitting its stride. So it was like kind of this weird culture war. And then the thing with these Christian apologists is that since they're, since they use logic, the, the, the obvious logical conclusion to being a Christian is to have conservative politics. So of course, so that's what led kind of led me to that, even though it was really half-assed and I didn't really like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't really believe it very hard. I was more just like yeah. I was was afraid of God not existing in the pole politics yeah. kind of secondary, um, and then I kind of grew away from that getting through high school, and I kind of became like, um, like a like a um, enlightened centrist type, where like where like I didn't really have any political convictions, and I was more just like, listen, l listen, the pro the answers to these problems can always be found somewhere. In the <laughs> Right. <laughs> genocide or no genocide? <laughs> we'll have a little. We'll have you know, a little. It's okay. It's okay. You know, um, you know, it's it's it, some 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 great ideas are found in the center, you know. You you got you got people who say uh we should build a pipeline and then it, there are people who say I want fresh drinking water. Why can't we have drinking water that's like 50/50, we'll you know? Semi semi drinkable water. <laughs> God. Basically, I was like that. Well, not, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, well, I, Adam, I, I, I honestly feel you because I, I, like, when I like had like a brief bit of like libertarianism esque, I like I, I, I definitely had feelings to myself of like, you know, like you need to compromise and like you need to like, you know, there, 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 like there's an understanding that needs to be had, and like both people have like a valid perspective, and then it's like, oh wait, you don't believe that humanity like should like you know, be a thing or right. like you, you don't believe that like people should have rights. I well, I was on a funny story. I was on the Rand Paul train back in 2015. Oh, if God. you, if you must know, <laughs> and all it took for me was to see his plan about how he wanted to slash the CDC's budget by 33%. And I was kind of <laughs> like, Ah, maybe not. <laughs> Ted, 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 I can, I can somewhat believe that after I think my first ever interaction with you and sorry, Adam, that we're like distracting you from your like political upbringing, but no, it's fine. The, no, it's fine. I, I know. I'm sorry. No, but um, like the, the first time I think that I met you or like one of the first times was like during RA interviews. And I was like, this, it, like this kid is like very Greek like he like he's a boy scout too and like you know he seems like very like semi like conservative-esque and I'm like maybe it was like, those first two weeks where we were both in men's chorus oh also that too I forgot about that yeah well, I, I, I think I was just in it for like a week 
Yeah. Right, less than, and then you found out who Doctor Divinity was, and you're like, nah, Goodbye. not today. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, Adam. We keep interrupting. I, I'm mm-hmm. terrible. I really am. It's not um, fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So enlightened centrist, like, I don't know. I think I was, I was like, kind of enlightened centrist, kind of like, oh, well, I'm socially liberal, fiscally conservative. Like that type of thing. Yes, love that oh, trope. The thing oh. where like. I, I think I've noticed people who think like that are usually people who don't really know much about politics and are just afraid Agreed. of having strong opinions, which yes. is what kind of my pub, kind of what my public school encouraged. Mm. Um, anyway, and then I think I finally started to get political convictions like around like when Trump st- when Trump became like prominent, and then like especially when when Trump like started to win like what it, like the 26 the night of the 2016 election was like definitely uh a um yeah a turning point i think in that like it finally did make me want to like participate in politics but it was still in, like that milk toast liberal like like i i, I would get most of my opinions from reddit comments then <laughs> um and then it just happened to be like people who who said like Man, if Bernie, man, Bernie Sanders really made Hillary Clinton lose lose the twenty sixteen election, I'm, and I'm like, yeah, like how <laughs> selfish Bernie Sanders, and like, and thankfully, wow. I didn't really stay with that, um, but it did, but it did serve the purpose of making me initially more engaged in in politics, and and eventually, when I got to Westchester, I changed to a political science major because I was more interested in that than uh, history, but. Um, so yeah, I kind of held like even then I didn't really have that mer- very strong opinions, and that's kind of the problem with like that centrist liberalism is like everything it, like it's kind of that thing of like everything needs to be melted down to a to like a um what's it called when a compromise consensus compromise like like, like what, what 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 would people call like Pete's Medicare for all like means tested means tested everything oh yeah. Like everything needed to be means tested, but the thing is, I didn't understand no. anything about anything. So I would just be, be like, I, I would like read people's, I would like read politicians' like websites and, th- and think like, like oh, this one's good, but it's also good, and blah blah blah. And it's like, and then, yeah, that it, 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 I just never feel, I just never felt right, even like between my entire like yeah. conservative phase, getting into like my centrist liberal return. Like it just never never felt right. Like I never felt like strongly about what I about my politics. Um, and then I'll be honest. I'll be honest, Nick. You kind of put me on a. Uh, well, actually, well. It, well, Nick, you 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 when I when I was introduced to you, you kind of put me more on, the like the left more leftist track. But the formative moment for me was actually doing my like yeah. summer, my like summer jobs i worked at walmart yeah. and Ooh, interesting. i worked at walmart i worked at a restaurant and uh and i was like abused at the restaurant so that was <laughs> it definitely <laughs> didn't like, maybe that should be protections for uh people who work and then when but, I was, but you need to let people uh, have, you know, their thoughts in the marketplace of ideas. Yeah, yes, the marketplace. <laughs> um, the free I, market will decide your yeah. fate anyways. And then when I was working at Walmart, I noticed, like, there are people there who worked there for, like, 10 years more than me, and they only made a dollar more than I made per hour. And I was like, wow, that's really not uh, just and really 
terrible. Um, so yeah, just kind of that those like material experiences affected my politics a little more, but I didn't really know what to do with it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, until like, I don't know, it was a combination of Nick, you kind of put, when you were by my roommate, kind of like pushing, you know, like majority report and, yeah. and, and Michael Brooks and stuff on me. And I would begrudging for the, for a yeah. while I was begrudging. I was like, I don't want, I don't care. I don't yeah. Care. You're, you're just like, eh, you know, all right, cool. Whatever. My New York times and my CNN. <laughs> um, See, and I like, it just, I, I, as I'll just point it home, like, or just like bring it home in a sense, like, you know, it just, it just makes me feel like, I don't know, the majority report has been like so different and like has been an outlet that like I could go to and like honestly feel like I trust. And like anytime that I hear someone say, yeah, I listen to CNN or MSNBC and I'm like, okay, yes, that, that, that's not Fox News, but like, you know, like the, like the mainstream media, like that, that, that's like a low bar of like content. Like, and as we said earlier too, of like Michael Brooks knew more about the politics of like Brazil than any of the CNN like commentators getting who into might that. like talk. Getting Sorry. into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would kind of like, I know you, uh, I, I remember you, Nick, having a conversation with me. You, you brought up the term neoliberalism, which I had never heard mm -hmm. before. And then I, I felt like, I don't know, I feel like I always needed to have like some appeal, like something that a lot of liberals have, which is like you need a, an appeal to authority in order to mm -hmm. really believe something. Yeah. And I noticed like, you know, so I didn't really like buy a lot of the concepts that you were trying to put to like give to me mm -hmm. um, through like majority report and stuff like that. And then I actually started to, I started taking cl um, classes. There's two very formative classes for me. One was a class called democracy and education. And then another one uh, when I took European politics with a, uh, Ted, do you know Dr. Paula Coronu? No, uh, I think I think they just came in when uh, that class wasn't available. That, yeah. No, that was the one that was split between him and Dr. Liddell, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I had I had Liddell. Dr. Paula Coronu is like a low key Marxist. And <laughs> are they really? Yeah, and he um, well, he's the one who brought Noam Chomsky, who did that Noam Chomsky event. Oh, see, gotta love the Greeks. Yeah, I know. True, true. Um, yeah, so, yeah, when I took his class, he kind of talked about like neoliberal. It was basically it was it was let's say European history class and more like a history of European left wing stuff class. Mm. Um, and he talked about like neoliberalism and that type of thing. And then my democracy in ed class, we we would read a lot of like um, educational philosophers like Paulo Freire. Um, who are who's like a Brazilian uh, philosopher, and and we and we read like Noam Chomsky and all these people who and it very much like legitimized that more like left wing socialist point of view to me because it connected to my real life like especially the education class because mm -hmm. that's what I was doing, um, and then it was kind of like just cemented because I really started to actually get into Majority Report and Michael Brooks, um, and getting specifically to like Michael Brooks, like he really like, like that, that international focus, like really mm. got me kind of the idea of like U S imperialism and like how capitalism is a global system and not just mm -hmm. like, and can't just be fixed through like Kamala, Kamala Harris, like 
giving block grants to people who went to college who qualified for a Pell Grant. I, I, Adam, I was going to, I was going to literally interrupt you earlier and like make that sort of joke when you said means testing and just be like, yeah, yeah what about um, the, uh, the, the people who just spent two years at college and who um, their parents uh, make under $100,000 a year. Uh, they have a family member who served in the military and their uh, uncle was a uh, cancer patient. Um, yeah. You can receive a $1,000 scholarship and then, you know, potentially get more. Yeah, please. There's got to be a tax credit. Oh, it's got to be a tax, tax credit, credit. <laughs> and it, you're ineligible if you've gotten a parking ticket in the last 25 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, yeah, watching it, you know, the combination of all those things really legitimized like my current yeah. point of view, like, and then that's how I finally got into like, into like Bernie and then, yeah. and that's how I, with Bernie, I really got into watching Michael Brooks and Sam Cedar just because they would talk about him a lot and mm -hmm. like the, the BS controversies. Cause I was still, you know, in that brain mode where I would buy into like, like, uh, I don't know, should he really be endorsed, uh, uh, associating himself with Joe Rogan? Like, <laughs> like non-issues that like the, that these like K hive types would freak out about. Did 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 he really um, say that uh, Cuba was the greatest country on the face of the earth? Yeah, and then yeah, and then you know Michael Brooks, he he really brought like um he, like he really introduced me to a lot of other people too that were interesting. Like he oh Richard yeah Brown, Richard Wolf, and it definitely like kind of pushed me more towards like just calling myself a socialist instead of being like well I'm a social democrat mm -hmm. or something like. Uh, like you know he would bring on Richard Wolf and they would talk about how like mm -hmm. well um you know people use the argument with communism of like however many people died under the Soviet Union then you then you can but you should turn it around and be like well how many people have died under capitalism like <laughs> yeah well yes. I will I will say this Richard yes. Wolf's analysis of the current events of France like leading up to the election of Emmanuel Macron and mm. everything with like the, the uh, yellow vest protest. yellow vest protest yeah. uh, you guys should really check that out it's probably oh, yeah. one of like the best the best most in-depth analysis of that situation yeah. that I've ever heard no, I, 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 I agree with that. And I've definitely, I, I agree with you, Adam, saying like the majority report and like, like even more specifically Michael Brooks and even hearing people on that live stream state of how like, how many people like Michael Brooks, like went out to and just said, we should collab or you should be on the show or like, you know, you should come on. Like, I want to hear what you're saying. I want to hear your perspective. And like, you know, that that's the kind of thing that like Michael and just like the majority report, like, that they did and like continue to do so well. Sorry. Yeah, and, and just to finish up, like, like it, just in just in all, like Michael Brooks, like he, he really like he was a big part of like giving me like a political identity that I'm actually confident mm. in, where yeah. I can like speak about fluently and like care about compared to like yeah. what I felt in the past, where like, yeah, you know, I believe this and. You know, I, you know, like, you know, just, you know, you know, you know, marriage, marriage is between. 
yeah, like like you know we're like most people believe things because like their parents say it or you know they just feel like something is okay but they're not sure like with this with, with people like michael brooks who i watched a lot of have watched a lot of in the past year you know he really um helped me become help me you know give myself a political beliefs that i can really articulate and believe in Oh, I can, I can agree. True that. Um, All right. Any, any parting words? Well, I guess the last thing that we can talk about is just like going forward, what, what we can do individually mm-hmm. um, to kind of like carry the torch that Michael Brooks had brought. Uh, and one of the things that everybody should do that's listening to this podcast, I know we have all done it, is uh, go out and uh, buy his book, which is... Yep. Uh, not well, on, but not on Amazon. No, not on Amazon. Yeah. Even though it is number one on Amazon right now. Yeah. We both bought it off Amazon. Yeah, we, 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 we not to buy We're lame. <laughs> well, as, as Adam has continued to say to me, and like, even, even though, and I, Adam, I want to say thank you to you for acknowledging that I helped you on this path of leftism. And then Adam has also reinforced things to me. For instance, the idea that all um, consumption is unethical, um, which I, I think Adam and I will, I, I think we have talked about. Yeah, the, slogan, but, the slogan is, there is no ethical consumption. Sorry. Capital. Thank you. Thank you. That's what oh, so that's why I'm going to write what I thought Michael Brooks's book was about <laughs> on a piece of on a piece of bark. Yeah. Using a using charcoal. Oh, I see now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just say that because I don't I just don't think we should be getting on people's cases too much about where they no. shop. Like, no. Just and like, I think like yeah, don't like you can probably try not to shop at Amazon but like well, no. Every most time you go out, you're going to be shopping at a place yeah. that waits. <laughs> Support your local bookstore. Yeah, um, and and it makes me think. Do it. I know. Well, no, no. I I, I think that it's a like it it generally is something to like just think about of like where your money goes, right? And like that that's an idea that we can talk about later. But I I think of it in terms of this is me getting back into. I've gotten back into the card game Magic the Gathering. And I have, I've seen some interesting discussion about supporting your local game stores where a lot of the times there are tournaments and you can go play, right? So like, it's a great you know, thing to do. But then also if the game store has the um, product like you know, marked up 20 to 30%, like why am I gonna buy it there when I could buy it cheaper? And I, like, I'm a college student, also, I am, you know, like. And also yeah. a lot of local businesses still like pay their workers minimum wage. And, yes, uh, of course. Yeah. So, but, um, regardless, <laughs> yes, anyway, so I, book, it's, it's yes. called Against the Web, a call, a cosmopolitan answer to yes. the new right. Um, as well, I'll try to put a link to that in the, description. yeah, um, as well, uh, listen to his, you know, content that's been out there either on the Michael Brooks show or the majority report, um, you know, on YouTube. and, and just yeah. to be clear that they are continuing the Michael Brooks show through yeah. his sister, Leisha. Um, so if, uh, unless in case you thought that like, there's, it's just going to be a dead channel. No, they are going to still be producing content. And also they're going to start, apparently they're going to start a foundation in his name. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you probably end up. Don't you can donate to that at some point once they find, and, once they create it. Yeah. 
w once they create that, likely in a future episode, we'll probably mention it. And, um, you know, we're going to suggest, hey, guy, you know, like, if you want to, you know, I, I think it's a great thing. I, probably all of us are going to, you know, send some sort of donation to that foundation. I know I will. Like, after, after the passing of him, I finally decided to myself, uh, I'm going to support uh, the majority report on uh, Patreon or whatnot, because I had not done that. And they like, you know, like them slash Michael, like, have been a pillar in my like political life or awakening in some other sense um and to, to get into getting more into like what you can actually do to carry on his message mm -hmm. um, like you know do do what you know he was saying about you know actually treating people humanely and kindly and also engaging in real life political action instead of yes just like getting angry at people on the internet all the time. Mm -hmm. um, can, can, can I give a, an example per se? Yes. Um, so like, oh, well, I'll, I'll first preface this with saying, you know, after everything that's been going on, you know, uh, with like Black Lives Matter, police brutality, the, you know, killing of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, so on and so forth, right? Like, you know, there, there was a period for a bit where I was like, staying active and then i i've i've honestly like in you know my own fault like i've dropped off with like not doing things and now like adam and i have you know both sort of said like our like in part like our thoughts of like you know social media and like posting and things like that is only like one part of action and really if like do you really know of like how far that's going so you really need to do things like you know in person like locally you know like even globally as michael brooks would definitely want right but um, just like, you know, it, it definitely has reawakened me. So like literally the other day when Adam told me about a representative uh, in Congress that we both know, I decided to call her office, uh, Chrissy Houlihan, because she voted um, no to reducing the Pentagon budget by 10%. Um, now I know that then she, she- Then she also yeah. voted against Ilhan Omar's amendment to create a policy framework for um, taking troops out of Afghanistan? Adam, it is a framework of an outline, of a framework, Honestly. of a potential deal. That, that, that's a uh, John Stewart reference, um, which I love when he was talking about the Iran deal. Regardless, yes. Um, but, you know, and, you know, mind you, Chrissy Houlihan is a former, um, uh, what can I think, uh, Army, uh, sorry, uh, Air Force, my my bad uh she is a former like she's a veteran of the air force um you know so i understand probably some of her like leanings and like feelings like towards like you know the like the military like we're doing good work right but at but, the like, same time if there's anybody who would have a first-hand experience of yes. of the power of the military industrial complex it would be someone who was a product of that and who acted yep. <laughs> but but the difference between wanting military funding and wanting like veterans affairs funding yes is like oh for sure if you actually want to like help veterans and people in the military then do it and raise funding for veterans affairs because they actually yeah. how you help them and not if you increase funding for the military that just means that you yeah. more in harm's way but well no it's true 
but regardless, like, as I'm saying, like, I, I decided, I was like, you know what, I am calling her office and I'm saying, I do not like that she voted this way. I am a constituent. And it, honestly, it's, it can be a lot more simple than you think. Like, literally, it's just like, okay, here's my name. Here's my phone number. I live in this zip code. Um, okay, I, I am one of your constituents. You represent me. I really don't like the way that you voted. And I think to myself that like, you know, this bill or this resolution, you know, whatnot, you know, you really should vote the other way, you know, depending on, you know, like your thoughts. Um, and then I also just asked the question. Now, mind you, this was just to a voicemail. But, um, you know, I, I, I really question like, why did she vote the way that she did? Why did she decide to vote that way? Um, and then I ended up getting a call back. However, I had had my phone shut off because it was low on power. And I was just like, I, I don't want to like deal with any messages or anything that I get. Like, let me just keep it away from myself. And they had called back. Um, and I, I got someone like kind of like young who like must have been an they, intern there. They have congressional interns. I, I actually interned yeah. for my, oh. uh, for my congressman as soon That's as cool. I got out of high school, the late uh, Mike Fitzpatrick. Oh, um, doy. Yeah, 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 the Republican, Republican yes. boy. And uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I met one of his, uh, uh, like his opponent or, you know, per se, and like, go on. Oh, no, you're thinking of Brian, his brother, Brian, who's in- Oh, I am, I'm sorry. No, I'm no, no, it's all good. Sorry. I mean, they're basic, they're, they're basically identical <laughs> in terms of ideology, right. however, um, yeah, that was the, one of the duties that I had was, um, being in charge of like, uh, constituent outreach. So I'd always yeah. be on the hotline and, uh, um, yeah. and it's funny you say that because like I, it, no matter what someone called about, we'd always yeah. have to write down and record, okay, what did this person call about? Like, what are their concerns, blah, blah, blah. So it'd be yeah. everything from like what you said, like concerns about like how, how, how this can't, how this, uh, how this person in office voted to, oh, you know, I'm so worried about the, uh, about the, what is it? The narc, uh, no, it's not like a narco democracy, some some kind of like global, uh, narcotic, uh, entity that's that's controlling oh. most of South America right now. And I'm like, oh, oh well, wow. thank you, thank you for saying that, Dale. I'll make sure that Mr. Fitzpatrick gets to see. Wow, <laughs> right, he's gonna see this. No, yeah. um, right. so any but, ideas for how we well, can? No, no, I well, j just to close out though, what I was like, yeah, like I I called and I just said things and I was yeah, like, sorry I for that. Your thing, no, you're fine, you're Money. fine. Um, but and then and then they, you know said back, you know, like, oh, okay, you know, like, you know, we want to like hear a little bit more of like, you know, what your concerns are and stuff. So then I ended up calling back and, you know, it's as simple as something like that. And, you know, that, that's just one thing you need to go further and beyond. And a lot of the times, like what you can do is more than, you know, currently, like Adam and I, I could say, like, we never thought that like we could have, I don't know, like have a podcast or like make some sort of platform with our like 10 listeners. Right. Um, but like, you know, it's just, it's just something. And like, you're getting people more politically informed. You're getting people to understand what they can do. Um, but go on with other things we can actually do. No, I mean, I, I mean, I think just in general, just engage, like don't treat people like crap. Yeah. Um, and, and and have a more have a more internationalist like global understanding of things 
-hmm. and don't just think to yourself that like what's best for us here like you know is, is what we need i mean like yes like care like literally care about the workers care about the poor care about like you know the most vulnerable like in our country right but like we also need to find ways of how we can do it as like a global international project is it With george I, soros i think the i think the saying is uh think locally but act globally yeah something along those lines so i yeah, yeah it's it's gonna it it's something that i want definitely want to take to heart and um i think that everybody um should have in mind no matter you know how they carry about their daily lives we all live on this planet so let's let's make it better for everyone while we still can yeah and that's the thing i mean you know michael brooks himself could only do so much because he was one person but if you have a lot of people out there acting like michael brooks and that can actually lead to something Mm. Mm. Uh, no i i i agree with you there and to like just briefly add on to that like i don't know even if it's like even if Michael Brooks isn't your like most cup of tea, right? Like, you know, this is uh, like one of our like political like pillars and figures. Like if, if, if you have someone out there that like, you know, is like, you know, someone that you really want to emulate just because of like the way that they like pride themselves and like, you know, like stride in life, like, like do that. And then also, you know, seeing someone die so young like this, like, as I said before, like, it just makes me know, like, you need to live your life with some sort of purpose and really continue on with that and make sure that people know that you care about them and make sure that you show other people that you care about them. And like, you know, other people will show how they care about you. Uh, well said. Very well said. Yeah, I, I, I try. I, I try, I try, I try, folks. Uh, all right, are we good to finish up? I would, I, yeah, I would say, unless there's any other last words, Adam, come on, give us, give us a beauty. No, well, my last words were, everybody should act like Michael. Well, left, left is best. I agree. Oh, true. Left is best. Speaking of that, Adam and I, what are we both wearing? I'm wearing my left is best shirt. You're wearing your majority majority report, report merch. It says it says on the left side. Left left is, left oh, is there you go. Left I definitely best. definitely want to get one of those. I'm losing it, bro. <laughs> oh <laughs> god. Uh, I know, right. but no, it's true. Live live like Michael. Do what you can. Yep. So Ted, thanks for coming on. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. This was non the non applicable podcast. I'm Adam. I am Nick. And I'm Ted. (laughs) Um, And rest in power, Michael Brooks. True to that.